We're starting our podcast now. now right, meow. Talk about it. Chris, so we saw a screener last night, and Chris wants to talk about it. Chris wants to rant. Go yeah, for so, it. Yeah. Okay. And my rant is about so we saw a screening last night, and I don't know what was going on, but people were allowed to come in halfway through <laughs> the movie and yeah, even towards the end of the movie and then sit wherever they wanted to and even in the rows that we were like reserved seats. And then some guy decides to put his feet, I don't know if you saw that, saw. right behind me. He just slams his feet down yeah, on the yeah, little like Dude, get your feet <laughs> off the seat. And he was making so much noise. And then you got the couple to your left. Oh, they were which commenting, was commenting on the whole time. And oh, I almost, God. I had to like hold myself back. And I, I was going to say, yeah. like, oh, the dog. He brought the dog. Ha ha. And then they were, I don't know. They were yeah. And I heard, like, somebody got happy. shushed. Somebody shushed somebody in there. No, yeah, I and it, uh, yeah. I did hear that. Yeah. And I, I thought it might have been Ryan. No. And I was like, oh, that's good. That's funny. He would never do that. But no, I, I, I was so annoyed. I thought it was funny because I don't know if it was just reviewing press but there was definitely a such a smaller amount of people there compared to like halloween where the audience was really annoying also Mm -hmm. so it was really it was kind of frustrating because i was excited at first i was like man there's not many people here cool and then like throughout the first 30 minutes he's whoever that guy was behind us was getting in and out yeah and he was like bringing friends in he was like going and getting more people yeah and and i I don't know what and maybe he was with a radio station i don't know but it was super distracting and i was trying to figure out is there any way that i could Tell the security people be like, can you tell everybody at the beginning of the screenings to just like be quiet? But right. that's not their job. All well, they care about is they can you say know, that. It made me. It makes me wonder if they thought there would be previews or something, so they were waiting to go get food for some reason, mm-hmm. and then they were like, oh wait, there's no previews. Yeah. you better hurry and get. I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't just get food before. Well, then I thought that people actually left after one of the mo- more violent scenes in the movie, mm-hmm. and I saw like four people get up, and I don't even know if they came back. And my wife and I were talking last night. We're like. Okay, I don't know if people left or not. I think but they came back. Okay, because I was going to say, I, that's one of the things that bugs the crap out of me is when we go to a movie and then people just leave after a scene that's violent. And then it's like, did you not know what you signed up for? Probably like, not. did you just think, no, oh, that sounds like, like a good movie? I mean, and I don't think like people know necessarily. Like, no, not always. Do your research, like, people. Uh, I remember I worked at AMC when Place Beyond the Pines came out mm-hmm. and people left bad notes, which they put, they put it as a complaint to the theater, but it was a note about Place Beyond the Pines like, Ryan Gosling was prominently featured in the advertisements, but he's only in the first 30 minutes and then he dies. And it's like, <laughs> spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. Well, it's like five it's years old, old now. Movie. I haven't seen <laughs> it. Oh, Oh, really? No. Were you going to watch it tonight? Yeah, I might. I'm going to now. It's still worth watching. (laughs) It is. It's interesting. But it was a funny complaint because they were annoyed. Oh, and, you know, didn't somebody sue the creators of Drive because they were like, this was advertised as like a Fast and the Furious type movie, but this was, you know, a drama or whatever. It's a thing. People don't know. Yeah. I just, I get really annoyed with people who make a lot of noise. Like, I don't care if you eat popcorn because that's, what am I going to tell somebody to not eat or not chew? I just get mad when people decide to talk like, (laughs) please chew quietly. But I get mad because I have, I feel like I have ADD when it comes to movies to where if I'm at home and I can totally get in the zone and it's great, I can enjoy Mm -hmm. it. But that was, this movie has little parts that were... A little confusing, and I feel like I would have maybe understood things a little better if yeah, my was brain wasn't so everywhere else. There was yeah. definitely one scene, which I guess we can talk about it once we start talking about the movie, but like there was definitely one scene with a lot of talking, and that's one of the ones where I was like, maybe I missed something there, because there was a moment, I definitely kind of zoned out from, I was like hearing noises and looking around, and yeah. you know. It's like if people want to go to a movie and get away or whether it's a date night or whatever, but I'm pretty sure that most of the population that goes to movies does not want loud talking. So I don't know why people decide, oh, it's okay for us to talk loud. Because people don't know movie etiquette. So This is why we need to... um, Our movie theater. Yeah, do our movie theater. Yeah, that's true. And some people don't go all the time, I guess, maybe. So they go and then they... I don't know. Yeah. They, don't, they don't know. How hard is it, though, to just, like, lean over and whisper to someone? Some people just don't know how to whisper. <laughs> <laughs> also, sometimes you get a movie that's really quiet, and you don't expect it to be quiet, so then people are even louder, it seems. And, yeah. You know. It's just lack of etiquette. It's been happening for years and years yeah. and years, and I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. That was my, That's my rant. Yeah. Movie theater etiquette. Well, like, to us, like, the theater is a sacred place. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a lot of what it is. To we, other yeah. people, we, we probably sound like, like 
assholes. Nothing to do, you know? Like, they don't care about it. They don't look at it like a piece of art or, like, film. It's just, like... Mm -hmm. oh cool free movie or whatever Mm -hmm. like even if you pay for it like they don't they just don't care like it's i do expect it to be loud when i go see a kid's movie because children don't understand yeah so they have an they have an excuse kids don't get it well it's like yeah especially in these movies that are rated r when there's no kids you would think that people would if there's if there's a kid's movie that you want to go to but you don't want to like you know like i like toy story i want to go see toy story but Mm -hmm. you know i don't necessarily want to be with a bunch of six-year-olds like screaming so just go to the later movie that they're not gonna oh, be right. at you know right, right, right. like just plan your movie and that's why i i get mad is because with scary movies when we saw the screening of halloween i was like okay i wish it was for re- reviewing press only because i think that we all kind of understand the etiquette but then every single scary movie that we go to even just like to pay for in theaters then it's usually just like i don't like the whole like people screaming and laughing and whatever i just like <laughs> like to, I, don't, I don't like yeah, don't, but it's just like i like to just like have my own space and it's, yeah. that's when i should probably just stay home and it's watch annoying when myself, it's like but. part of your job kind of or whatever or like you you really want to pay attention to something so you can give a mm-hmm. good review and then like people are really really loud and distracting because it's like well i'm kind of here so i can pay attention to this mm-hmm. and like and some people get to go to those thoughts. and they're probably just excited like we're getting to go to this yeah. Yeah. screening and that's super cool but I don't know. We're all, we're also see we're we get a good deal we're by going to see. We're also very this. lucky. But yeah, like it's it's hard when you want you like okay, cool. You're in the free movie, but like right. be quiet. Yeah. So like we, the chill. Who, we who we are nice people. I promise you. I'm usually not an asshole. <laughs> no, but I feel like most you know. of the pet peeves I ever have have to do with like people in in movies in and general. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, talking or asking questions and not paying attention to it or something. So that's you know, just be quiet when you're in the movie theater. <laughs> Maybe it's because they don't have any, like you said, previews, and they don't even have the please turn off your cell phones and be quiet. They well, just we have rely the guy on yelled, the guy that yelled yeah, he at says us. turn off your phone, but he doesn't say be quiet. Yeah. I saw a meme today that made me laugh, and I was going to show it to Casey, but I was afraid she would like give me a good eye roll. And but it was the one of Kermit like curled, you know, with his knees curled up. But it says like. um uh, when you show your friends a movie you're really excited about, but they don't pay attention to the important oh, parts or something that. like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Yeah. That's I, I do that sometimes when I'm at home watching a movie. I don't pay attention as much as I should. Yeah. I, I do get annoyed. Not an, uh, not really annoyed. I just give Casey a lot of shit for it. If like, like we were watching that movie, The Nice Guys even, and there's still a lot of like mystery and things that come up and she didn't understand it. And I was like, well, it's because you weren't paying attention to yeah. this earlier. Yeah. And, like, I don't and, do it for movies like I want to watch and like I'm excited about, but like if something is just put on and mm-hmm. like I'm, I have to pay attention and I'm like sometimes I don't necessarily care that mm-hmm. much. So mm-hmm. I'll like get on my phone. <laughs> I've yeah. started saying, like, do you want me to pause this or do you want me to stop this? Yeah. And I'll look over yeah. it and <laughs> she'll be like, no. Yeah. And then she'll kind of. I don't usually like get up and leave the room or like do tasks mm-hmm. or I'll just like be playing like a game of Candy Crush or something <laughs> on my phone. Yeah. I also think Casey likes to mess with me sometimes. Like she probably is paying more attention than she or or like yeah. I think she's not paying attention, but really she's just multitasking very well. Yeah. I'm not multi. I'm, just, I'm literally playing Candy Crush on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we got lots of movie news today to get to. Um, so let's do that. Uh, it took 12 <laughs> minutes for yeah. you to go yeah. <laughs> Sorry about our, our bitchiness about movie theaters. But um, yeah, so we got lots of movie news. We're going to get to that. Uh, la, 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 la. What do we have? Oh, so Shrek. Uh, it's been announced Shrek's getting a reboot. Yeah, what so a weird thing. New, I know, because they kind of like did his story. Mm-hmm. And he ends up with Fiona and right. kids. Yep, children. It's just, so, is this like Mike just Myers just going happen? to studios and being like, I'm still I relevant? I don't think it's like, I don't, Mike Myers. I mean, yeah, because it's the, this is a studio yeah. just wanting to. I don't know that Mike Myers is going to be. Well, I know he really that's wants to be, be. That's, I think, what would be weird is because, like, the voice cast has become sort of iconic in themselves. Yeah. So why would you. Yeah, that's it weird. weird. I think what are you going to do, Toy weird. Story without Tim Allen and Tom Hanks? I think it'd be weird if they rebooted it. Right. Like, they can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, because I think it'd be kind of weird to do a reboot, but still have the same voices. Because yeah. it's like yeah. you know that they were involved. Well, why do a reboot? I'm like, Find some original. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why or what point in the story or. Yeah, I don't get it. Surely there's another character that just give us a donkey movie or something. Didn't they do that? 
Well, we have Puss in Boots, which they said they're rebooting that too. Oh, like they they're rebooting yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> but I don't know. Just, uh, you know. I mean, I think it's fine to do the fairy tale world. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Like, you can still do the world, but why does it have to be the same character? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, because I, I mean, there's a lot there that you could work with mm-hmm. in any of those fairy tales. Any of those people right. could have their own movie. And it's all making fun of it. I mean, you can do a character in the universe that's making still making fun mm-hmm. of fairy tales or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's weird because I don't think we've gotten animated reboots yet we that I can think of anyway. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, unless you count like, you know, the live action updates of an animated movie or whatever. But I don't know if we've gotten like a complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just take this and do it again. Yeah. I'm just not really a fan of reboots. I don't know. I'm not either. Sometimes it's okay. I don't mind sequels. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, I think it's easy to get carried away with sequels where you're just sure. like on number 11 and it's like, enough already. Like, we're done. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. Really Sometimes you get a reboots. good sequel reboot like Halloween. I like Spider Man. I did like, I like the oh, Spider Man right. mm-hmm. reboots. I like those way better than the originals. But like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's either reboot, prequel, sequel. Yeah. That's all Hollywood has. <laughs> and for some reason, they're doing this crap when they should always be focusing on the next hocus pocus yeah. <laughs> that's what i think like why why even worry about this that can be put on because shrek made tons of money man yeah those but, movies yeah. made so much money i'm over it uh, so nobody money. cares about shrek anymore i mean i liked i liked i didn't watch the like how many were there were there three or four, four? and then the, oh. and, so I didn't and then see, a puss in boots movie so i didn't five. see three four or the puss in boots movie but I, I liked the original it was good i love the first one yeah i watched it not long ago mm-hmm. second one was meh it was okay yeah, and the third I one, can't the third remember one was the second one. Well, so they're doing a new Secret Lives of Pets too. A new the trailer just came out. For yeah, that. didn't that movie? Yeah, it was like, not good. Like yeah. the concept was so great, and well, I thought it was because it's be Toy Story, but with pets. really, really funny. I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't but mind I it. I I've watched it a lot. Early, oh yeah, yeah. Sadie. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I th- I think the concept was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That they, I just didn't really yeah. care for the plot. That and they recasted Louis C.K. They had to. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, the trailer for this next one looks kind of cute. Like, yeah. He's in the pet's funny. office and all yeah. the pets have some kind of like weird. <laughs> yeah. And they added tick. Tiffany Haddish because she's everywhere now. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 again, I feel like the concepts are always good, but then just the writing's not there. So. Yeah. Sadly. I think they could just do another Shrek sequel for all I care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just give us another. It's an animated movie. It doesn't have to be like a, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to completely connect or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're also doing um, well talks of an Austin Powers 4, speaking yeah. of Mike Myers. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I've kind of calmed down on those. Speaking of. Speaking of. <laughs> Mike but that's Myers. why that's why I brought it up, Mike Mars. It's like, what is he just going to these studios and being like, I'm still relevant. I'm still, I'm still here. <laughs> he was in but... Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And he was approached, supposedly, for that, yeah. as opposed to him, you know, running up and saying, hey, please put me in this. Mm-hmm. But to your point, you had said that. Well, like, you all know you see why? Him. It's because Bohemian well, yeah. Rhapsody and Wayne's World. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. why he was put in it. But... Mm-hmm. And he fought really hard to have Bohemian Rhapsody in his movie. Yeah. Because originally the studio wanted a Guns N' Roses song. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm I'm down for an Austin Powers four. I think uh... again. See, I didn't think the third one was any good. Right. right. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, they, it they... was it was played out like big time when those movies came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's been a good amount of time that right. like, I I would I'd be fine with them seeing it. Every time Mike Myers does do something else, this comes up though. Like he, I think he's been saying that they were doing a Austin Powers four for years yeah. now, and then at one point it was just going to be a Doctor Evil movie. Um, but I think it'd be interesting if they made Seth Green's character the villain. Instead of Doctor Evil, yeah. See, mm-hmm. I don't even know like where that character got left off because it was, he yeah. was so bald and yeah, didn't he like? And he, he become, sort of become became a villain at the very end. And then and now Vern Troyer's dead, so right. like there's no mini me. Yeah, right. I don't know. And plus, Mike Myers is like, I don't know. <laughs> He's just like so old, not that old, I guess. I don't know. When I, whenever I saw him on uh, Kimmel or whatever he was on, I was just like, man, he's, you he's know, a, he's aged, mm-hmm. you know, it just seems like it'd be weird. Yeah. Yeah. He's aged a little. He's not really the sex mm-hmm. machine he was before. Right. Yeah. Plus, because the last movie that he wrote, the lo- which was The Love Guru, wasn't <laughs> very good. No, so it I just, wasn't. So I just don't have any high hopes that well, he'd be able to. He said Jay Roach is kind of busy right now. So mm-hmm. he's doing the new I Roger just... Ailes movie or whatever. How do you oh. say it? Ailes? I think that's right. I yeah. can't get over how Sarah 
earlier just said Mike Myers sex He's not symbol. the sex machine. Or sex machine. Do I make you horny, I, baby? Yeah. Do I that would, make you randy? That, but that actually might be funny, I guess, if he looks the I way know. he does. Yeah. And they he's still like, think that he's... He's like fat Austin Powers. <laughs> right. And he, I think it'd be funny if he thought he was still a sex symbol, but he's not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could. You As could opposed to them making, he him could play Michael Caine, and then it could be like his son. What? Oh, like you could have an Austin. Oh, yeah, Austin yeah, yeah. like his dad. His dad was in that. See, yeah, yeah, like the first and second one were so funny, but I don't yeah. really yeah. care about the other ones. I know the second one was okay, but I like the first one the best. So many sequels, prequels, reboots, and everything. I'm it's over like, it. It's like the like you could make the Adam Sandler song into that. Yeah, like bone wallet keys. Yeah. Sequels, prequels, reboots. <laughs> sequels, prequels. Is yeah. this Something the Netflix Adam Sandler? Re- it is really, guys. really funny. It's really, really funny. We've been telling Chris how funny this this Adam Sandler special is for like the last week. And he no. hasn't watched it yet. No, it, it even uh, gave me some feels at the end of it. Because yeah. the last time I laughed at Adam Sandler was about twenty years ago. Well, I agree with you, <laughs> but this is different because when's the last time he's done a stand up special? Yeah, it's a big deal. I've never seen a stand up special of his. You never or stand up. So you were too young to listen to like his comedy CDs. I don't know. Back I'm younger than him, and I yeah. listened to him. I was 11. I was when, listening to Shaq's cassette tape. Okay. How were you listening to that when you were like? Oh, I wasn't six. listening to it at the time it came out. Yeah, but like later on, <laughs> like we discovered it when I was older, like nine, ten. And they were on repeat because mm-hmm. those bits were so freaking hilarious, and nobody mm-hmm. had done anything like that before, like in the 90s when those had came out. Right. So, it's very reminiscent of those, and you should check it out because it's funny. Yeah, Adam Sandler can still be funny, guys. He can. That's a surprise. It's very enjoyable. <laughs> so let's talk about this exciting, maybe exciting, maybe possibly. Did, I don't know what you're talking about yet. <laughs> Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Um, it was announced that Breaking Bad is getting a movie. We mm-hmm. don't know in what form or where it's going to be. Right. On. But Breaking Bad is getting a movie. So this, do you want to tell us what we know about it? Anybody? You no. want me, want me Aaron Paul is in it. Aaron apparently. Paul is in it. Yeah, Vince, so it's Vince been, Gilligan it's, is writing it and will possibly yes. direct it. And it's been confirmed that it's um, about a man, a kidnapped man's escape. So we are only speculating, but I don't know. No, there was an update that they said Je- it's Jesse Pinkman. It is Jesse. Okay. Yeah. So yes, there's the update that it's Jesse Pinkman's characters. Which is cool. Which is cool. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I mean. Right. Last we saw Jesse, he was escaping the neo-Nazis and hysterically laughing in a car. So I guess we go from there. Maybe that's what he's escaping from. What? I don't know. Whatever More car he was that. laughing at. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, Can so I... It's being called Greenbrier and it's definitely shooting in Albuquerque. Well, since AMC is doing these Walking Dead movies now, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a movie for AMC. Which but is so weird. It is that weird. is kind of weird. But Breaking Bad also has enough of a following, I think, that they could probably release I mean, it. I think people are going to watch it, yeah. but like, I don't know that I want to see this. Would you rather see it on AMC or in theaters? Theaters. Theaters. I don't have yeah. AMC. I don't like watching like a m- movie for the first time on TV, like something There's going to be commercial breaks. Excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also, though, if it gets into theaters... When's the last time a TV show movie uh-huh. was ever good? I'm sure there was Sex and the City there. was okay. Sex and the City 2 was bad. Entourage, Entourage was terrible. I mean, I guess these are HBO movies, but mm-hmm. um, like if Friends released a movie, it would probably be terrible in theaters. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know what that this kind of bugs me if it makes theaters because I just feel like it's going to be completely well, it's, like. The for, it's a d- different format. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, I bet they do it for the for TV. Some of the show, like some of the Breaking Bad episodes, were very cinematic, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, the, sure. like the one Ryan Johnson did, the couple ones that Ryan Johnson did, mm-hmm. and like even the ones that Vince Gilligan directed, because he's a fantastic director. Um, so I, I just, for me, like the story. I don't know that I need to see the story. Like I was so satisfied with how Breaking yeah. Bad yeah. ended, and. I didn't really need to know what Jesse was going to be up to. You know what I mean? Because my fear is, too, that they're going to... I mean, I feel like they're not going to do a movie with Jesse Pinkman and not have some form of Walter White in there. And I start to wonder, like, are they really going to, like, bring him back to life or something? And that's going to piss me off because I think they ended it 
really well. It was well. so good. Well, so Brian Cranston has said he's not read a script. He doesn't know anything about it. Like, there's been no, he's not even read it. He doesn't know if Walter's even in it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, there's that. Like, if this is in the works, then Brian Cranston doesn't know a thing about yeah. it. So right. that's pr- he pretty, just, te- or pretty so telling. He just, he just said that he would come back. If, yeah, he said yeah. he would come back. And he said he would come back for Saul, too. But, so I just, you know, so many... TV shows, their final episodes are just completely torn to shreds and torn apart, and people are just so highly dissatisfied with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Breaking Bad wasn't, you know, like right. it had yeah. the perfect well, ending, and it ended before it got bad. Like it ended at the right time, right. which yeah. like most TV shows, they go on too long and then they start getting worse and worse. Right. And this, that's dead. that's kind of my yeah. well, exactly. <laughs> so that's my concern with the movie is that it did not only did it end well, but it like ended before it had the chance to get bad yeah. mm-hmm. but now that they're doing a movie there's the chance the movie could be bad and yeah. so like, well and why are they i thought the whole plan was with better call saul okay now it's starting to get into the actual breaking bad mm-hmm. like timeline mm-hmm. but then i my i was convinced like oh they're the last season of better call saul would then bring in jesse and walter white at least for the last episode and it's like i would be way more satisfied with that Mm -hmm. and bringing it all together sure and keeping it still like shows rather than this movie might kind of be weird because Mm. i i don't know plus i just don't know how aaron paul is like on his own like without playing off these amazing actors Mm -hmm. i think he was great as jesse and i have no complaints about that but does his movie career has been a little pretty lacking uh-huh. um i don't know that he's been that great in anything that i've seen well what was saul's fate in the show like i mean maybe he, he could just come back disappears the in the show at the end of breaking bad and he, then he, he could come up. back for the movie maybe well, so what i've read and i actually think this would kind of be interesting so in better call Saul, right now you've got two different timelines you've got the gene timeline where he's like disappeared and he's in like witness not witness protection but he's got a new identity and it's like fast forward into the future after Breaking Bad ended. So I was reading that this new Pinkman movie could be him leaving and like eventually ending up where Saul is at now. So the mm-hmm. fast forwarded timeline and better call Saul oh. where Gene is at and hiding. So maybe Jesse like finds him in oh, present yeah. time, like where, and so that kind of ties together the ending of like better call Saul too. Sure. So like, mm-hmm. Oh, he, he's been found by Jesse, like who's yeah. escaped. And so that, I mean, that could be a thing, but like also mm-hmm. the, uh, depending on when this Pinkman movie gets released, you know, mm-hmm. there could be several more seasons till we get to that with Saul. So it wouldn't really make sense sure. to see the ending of that. Mm-hmm. When you know, Better Call Saul could not end till twenty twenty five. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair. But it would be interesting. I mean, that would certainly tie things together. Well, that, that and it would give him somebody to play off of, as opposed to leading a movie on his own. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that would really screw up Better Call Saul as a series. Yeah. So, it dep- but I, I mean, mean, I think that would be interesting to see. Like, oh, in this movie, like he finds Gene. Like that's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. I would probably prefer that they would end Better Call Saul before too long anyways, because for the same reasons that yeah. it's nice they end up breaking right. that one. Well, I mean, they're only on season four, so, or they mm. just ended season four. Yeah, maybe this next I season. I still need to watch Better well, Call Saul. So. Well, maybe this next season will be the last one, and then it can just lead into the movie that'll get released right after. Could be. You know what else is a good show on right now? Homecoming. Cool. Yeah. That's a, okay, <laughs> cool. Sorry. I was just saying. <laughs> That's a so good is, show. I so forgot is, I never mentioned that. So is season three of Daredevil. And if Netflix cancels this one, I'm going to freaking cry. Yeah, you've been raving about this. It's really good. This is a really good season. It's the best season. So, so this far. week, but then people... I have to watch the other two seasons and I don't want you to do that. <laughs> well, the, there's, the first two seasons are still really good. Meh. The season three is just better. I'm with Sarah. Meh. Just, Meh. They, they Homecoming do a, is good to Chris's they, point. They do a recap at the beginning. So just watch the recap and. So decide if you want to be a nerd, then watch <laughs> Daredevil. If you want to be cool, then watch Homecoming. Daredevil's more than just a superhero show, Chris. Yeah, it's like got law. <laughs> it's, it's got, got law. law. <laughs> <laughs> there's like police? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> he's a lawyer. Oh, he's a lawyer. Oh, oh he's okay. got law. Wow. Like he's a lawyer. <laughs> Wait, was he in the movie? Yeah. So the Netflix a... character was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, I don't remember that. Gosh. Yeah, he can hear your. He can listen great. to your yeah. heartbeat and tell if you're lying. Oh, that's a good skill to have. Yeah, as a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> or frustrating if you can't prove someone's guilty or innocent. Yeah, okay. So it is really good, There's though. some recommendations. Uh, Chris and I both watched Homecoming. Did you finish it? 
No. He hasn't Three episodes that. I finished left. it. But I really like it's Julie Roberts. Not bad. In it. Yeah. Everybody. It's Everybody's in it. It's good. Based off a podcast. Um, so cool. Yeah. Good. It's good. Daredevil's based off of a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, an, it's an interesting watch. Um, very different. So. Yeah, it didn't. It's one of those shows, Homecoming, I mean, where like it didn't look that interesting, but now it's come out and everybody says it's great. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dang it, maybe I should watch it. It's good. Yeah. S- Sam Ashmel. Mm-hmm. That's it's the best great. kind of show when it, like even Mr. Robot didn't look interesting to me. And then apparently mm-hmm. it's great. So crazy. And now I want to see I really it. think you would especially would like Mr. Robot. I think I it's would. Very confusing I need to oh, it. since we're on this topic about things you should watch. Uh, Black Klansman just came out this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely should go pick Do you remember up. when we interviewed Kevin Wilmot? Mm. Episode 40. That was cool. For people who want to go back and listen to that one. Definitely go back to listen to that yeah, one. Yeah, it was great. He's okay. great. Uh, Kevin Wilmot. So you've already heard about our theater shenanigans, which made us very unhappy when we saw Widows. Um, but, but we, we saw, saw Widows. Widows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the movie-going experience may not have been up to par, uh, I think we all really, really liked the movie. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to have a non-spoiler review and then talk some spoilers a little bit later. So you don't want to listen to that part if you have not seen it but uh so non-spoilers that's um, true this, and it doesn't come out until next week um so this is a steve mcqueen movie and not the actor also gillian yes. flynn kansas city shout out if you're listening what what yeah please email us back <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm still waiting <laughs> we interviewed kevin wilmot and he might be an oscar nominee so we're legit yeah, yeah. uh chris you really like steve mcqueen i love steve mcqueen Cool. He <laughs> he did uh, Hunger, I think was maybe his first film, um, with Michael Fat Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Michael Fassbender. Uh, really great movie. Uh, Shame was the one after that. He loves Michael Fassbender, yeah. and I do too. So and he wasn't in this one. What a yeah, bummer. I know. That's what I don't understand. I kept waiting for him to pop up. He could have been Colin Farrell's character. Yeah. Maybe he was he, busy. He doing, does. Yeah, I bet he was busy doing X Men. Or Liam Neeson. Yeah. Yeah, he could. People been. probably know Steve McQueen best, though, because not from Shame, but from 12 Years a Slave. He mm. won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Best Picture. For that. Um, that but he's, he's known to do some really uh, fun long takes, if you are a fan of that. Which and he casts really well. He does. Yeah. He gets um, a good cast. It was. Uh, Way to cast. And th- this in this movie, he did the same thing with a couple long takes that were really, really fun. Um, for people who like film, because I really enjoyed. There's a scene in there with Colin Farrell, and they leave this little, what would you call it, like a rally, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. And then they get in, him and his assistant get in the car, and then it's but like they don't a, show them at all. Yeah, they right. don't show them all. It's like they mount the camera on the car, and then they just the car goes from uh, like a not so great part of town, and then it for like five minutes, and then they mm-hmm. end up in this really nice house, and it's just a really cool long take but and then there's another one that he did in the movie there's several that there, he did there are a few yeah um but that's one of the things i like about him most is i think he's a phenomenal filmmaker yeah he does different kind of shots and perspectives which is mm-hmm. really cool so this movie is about um a bunch of thieves something goes wrong they all die and uh they're they're owing a gangster i guess he's a gangster or drug dealer a lot of money so he uh goes to the widows of these men well, just one. That was very shady on her part, by the way. So they go to Viola Davis's character and say, you owe to us $2 million because your husband didn't give us the money. So, yeah, you have a month to do it. And mm-hmm. so she recruits the other the other wives of the men who died in this heist. And they have to figure out a way to get money. But, I mean, it's not just a heist movie. There's lots of other... Mm-hmm. It's very dramatic. Aspects to yeah. it, uh, a lot of political aspects to it. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, kind of it's stru- definitely like strewn a, in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, female empowerment. Um, well, yeah, there is uh, political messages in there. Um, messages about race, uh, gun violence in America. A lot of important messages um, that I really enjoyed seeing um, him tackle, like all these in a two-hour mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there was a lot there. I liked it. It was violent, though. It's very violent, very movie. violent. Yeah, but I expected it parts. to be violent. Well yeah. acted. That kind of movie is going to be violent. In some and way. Twelve Years a Slave director too, right? Which yeah. he kind of makes you in some scenes feel uncomfortable. There's, 
several scenes in this movie that made me feel uncomfortable and made yeah, me jump. Yeah, as, as soon as I saw Liam Neeson's tongue go into Viola Davis's mouth, like, I got very first scene in the movie, actually. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't like this. The very first thing you see on screen when the movie pops up is uh, tongue from yeah. Liam Neeson and, and Viola it's very, Davis. Like, close-up tongue. Yeah, it's not like a make-out yeah. tongue. Weird, it's like, like licking. open, wide kiss. Yeah. Also, I was reading about that, and Viola Davis actually touched on that, because I think she knew how like weird it is to see something like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, it's not like pretty movie kisses. Right. Like, there's some like making out. And she's like, no, like, she felt that it's important because like you don't see characters that age like mm-hmm. no intimate absolutely. like that yeah. so yeah. she's like you know it's it is kind of mm-hmm. jarring to see that but she's like you know you need to show that people that of that age like oh, can absolutely. be in love well and to blah, be blah, fair blah. i don't like watching anybody make out with i don't tongue. either yeah. no 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 <laughs> it was just one of those things what, that, like, I, know like, oh. I know you're not saying like ooh, they're old gross no like, yeah. no no, no it, not at all. it was just very like graphic yeah. making out yeah. right that makes anybody uncomfortable yeah. i think it's like watching a sex scene with your grandma in the room right yeah has that yeah. ever happened to you yes <laughs> <laughs> monster monsters monsters ball oh Whoa, yes that's, yeah that's, that's a, a rough one yeah, yeah, with anybody <laughs> super awkward it was not fun it was very awkward uh yeah i liked it i liked the performances and people I liked it because it's uh, these kind of actresses that I don't think that you would normally see in a movie together, yeah. as well as characters in general that are like, they're very realistic characters in this cre- in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's probably why I enjoyed it as much as I did. Plus, I, I'm a sucker for like a good crime film, mm-hmm. you know, like I love the town. Yeah. Um, which this felt it like felt a lot like the town. You know? It did. And it um, has some twists and some turns yeah. and things that you wouldn't expect in it. So, you know, it's not necessarily like your typical, oh, I, I know exactly what's going to happen mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. It's just a really cool and interesting perspective on a heist film. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's characters you don't see do this, you know. I love Viola Davis too. She's so good. She's just, just give her all the Oscars. Just some, certain you know? lines that she delivers or even certain expressions on her face just give me chills. Mm-hmm. She's so good. Don't even get me started with the help thing again. What? The help thing? Because remember, I always, I'm, but the thing that I've been most mad about is the fact that Meryl Streep won the Academy Award for oh, the Iron yeah. Lady over her for the help. Because yeah. Viola Davis is so good. Well, she, she was her, way better in Fences. Though. She got her, yeah. yeah. And she'll, uh, I bet she gets nominated for this. Yeah. I think I she'll get that. nominated too. And she, she I don't think she'll it. win. No, but I don't think she'll, she'll win. I think but... she'll get nominated. Well, and like, so here's like, I think Viola Davis was great, but the supporting cast was awesome as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. We was mentioned, really good. we talked briefly. Elizabeth. Like, I don't DeBecky. DeBecky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Michelle Rodriguez is one of those people that like, I like seeing her in stuff because she's such a badass, but this is the first time I've seen her in something where I was like, whoa, she was good. Mm-hmm. Like actually a good performance and was still kind of badass in a different way. Yeah. It's interesting too, because they have, they have a lot of the, I mean, the cast is great. Mm-hmm. And even people like Jackie Weaver, who was yeah, in it for a brief second, but she was yeah. really good in that she's brief, yeah. like two minute scene. Right. Um, but I really did. I felt like this movie was very raw. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Kaluuya was really good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, he was you so good. It was very, gr- it was very gritty. He's, yeah. Yeah. It was he a very is, gritty movie. It's such a like turn from Get Out. Oh yeah. He's so good in it. Yeah. yeah I loved him fantastic. in Get Out, but because you're rooting for him in this movie, it's the exact opposite. Right. He's just uh, so intense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was a, he was another because like sometimes like I love it in movies when somebody can just have a look on their face and it like sends chills down your spine. Yeah, because yeah, the same like a look with uh, Viola Davis, it was more like looks on her face and I'm like, oh, she's so good. Like mm-hmm. I'm so in this. And then with him, it's like, yeah, it just was creepy. He's, he's yeah. terrifying. It yeah. kind of reminds me of uh, Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. Just that look, right? And in the scene in Widows, they're in a gym. I won't tell you what happens, but. Um, the camera just like does this mm-hmm. 360 pan for I don't know a couple of minutes maybe. It's a briefly in the trailer. I think. And and then um, his character he like gives this look like he's amused by what this guy is doing, but creepily. Yeah. He, I was like something's gonna happen, <laughs> but the way he's doing it, the same way he's such he has such great um, expressions on his face. Like in Get Out, mm-hmm. when I rewatched yeah. that recently, I was like, how did he do that? And you've always been saying you're like, how did he do that with his face? Yeah. With the crying or whatever mm-hmm. and i mean some people, really talented i mean the entire cast I, that's I did what's it. so that's what is most impressive to me about the movie was the cast because it not just did the director assemble a good 
combination of people, but everybody is so good. And, mm-hmm. and I've only seen Elizabeth Debicki in like two things, Great Gatsby yeah. and mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And which like she's in that and she's always the one that people think is Tilda Swinton. <laughs> oh, right. Like a, <laughs> yeah. she is like a young. It's like, yeah. no, it's her. Yeah. It's her. Yeah. I think it's funny, she's too, really because good. even people like Robert Duvall, which when I he's saw so him, on the, I know I was like, mm, I mean, I think he's OK. Same with Colin Farrell. I was like, I mean, I, I he's I grown on me less more interested in those two. Yeah. Than their the story. But yeah. they were still had great performances. Like mm-hmm. I, I bought into their performances the and like mm-hmm. the character and yeah. the dynamic because Robert Duvall I was like okay I can get on the Robert Duvall train now because I think recently it's just kind of like he's one of those actors where you're he's like, in oh, everything he's good. but he's not in anything right yeah <laughs> exactly you don't you're not going to see him popping up for any Academy Awards again yeah. but he was really good in his time yeah and he's still good now I mean, he was still I good mean, it's he's kind just... of sad when like the Robert Duvall Colin Farrell Liam Neeson characters in the movie are like the weak link <laughs> yeah you know like, oh, right. those are all really good actors but like no if for me honestly, they were the least interesting about for, it for me that's what made it so impressive is that someone like Viola Davis or Elizabeth Debicki and Michelle Rodriguez were able to outshine these mm-hmm. yeah. heavyweight kind of actors I thought that was great so good for them and I know and I keep forgetting her name it's Cynthia Irvos yeah. is that what it is uh she what's like she a, been in not a whole lot she yeah. was she was just in bad times at the old royale was and, she the okay. character that likes to run the yeah yeah, oh, yeah she, she was, was really great. good i liked her yeah i did too she was great again just like these realistic sort of you know characters you don't see together mm-hmm. or in movies like this so it was really cool that's what, like carrie coon in like a super small role yeah. but mm-hmm. like i love i like carrie seeing, coon and garrett dillahunt i love seeing that guy and mm-hmm. stuff and he pops up for a little bit uh my wife at the very end, uh, she summed up this movie in two words. She said, girl power. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. It definitely. I don't think it, I don't see it as a girl power movie, though. I mean, they had really strong, though. I mean, it's not like a, they were strong roles, but it's not like a women empowering movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way that I mean, they don't let themselves be victims. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I, like I mean, I still think it's a goofy heist movie for the most part. A exactly. goofy? Yeah. <laughs> Oh not goofy gosh. i mean goofy is the wrong word but um it's still it's a heist movie mm-hmm. spoilers spoilers Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! fast forward <laughs> <laughs> so spo- yeah i mean like so for me the themes of them like that's kind of what bothers me about this movie um you know talking about some of the themes that are sprinkled in there like the gun violence and the political aspects and the social or even economic little status. things like how easy it is to get guns in America right. stuff yeah. like, like I feel like those messages were forced into a, a movie and mm-hmm. so sometimes to me the tone did not match up very well because like it was like okay you're trying to make this heist movie but like you also want to get your messages in there mm-hmm. but like they were so small that like you know the so spoiler um Viola Davis and Liam Neeson's son is murdered by cops in a mm-hmm. car which, like, you know, is just a brief scene. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to say this movie is about gun violence is, like, completely unfair because mm-hmm. it was, like, literally a minute and a half and it didn't do anything for the story. Like, they didn't talk about, like, how much they hated police or how unfair it was that, mm-hmm. like, a black man mm-hmm. in America can, can't – he was driving a nice car, but, like – it was his dad's car. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, the message was just like, oh, yeah, this, this happens all the time. But that's not what the movie was about. It was mm-hmm. just like, a, he could have died from cancer. He mm-hmm. could have right. died, like, you know, in an, in an automobile accident. Right. But, like, the, the choice to make him, like, part of, like, a victim of gun violence from police. But then that was just it. Uh-huh. Like, I think that it, I it, it, like... That's not what the movie was about, you know? Mm-hmm. I like the fact... See, and I'm almost, like, on the opposite of the fact that I liked how the central focus of the movie is about this heist and it to me it was more than just obviously an action movie or action dark action mm-hmm. drama like the town would be but i like the fact that they threw in the subtleness of problems that are going on in america mm-hmm. so i agree with you i don't think it's like oh this movie's not oh a about gun violence and about i think it's just he tackles in some scenes things that are going Mm-hmm. on in our country and i think that's what i like because i, I would have rather i would have rather had him show that scene that kind of hits you hard and i jumped and i was like oh my gosh like even though you kind of knew that something was going to happen yeah, yeah. I think it was but pretty I, apparent. I like that more than just being like oh he died in a hit and run well, see that's what something. i don't like is using the word tackles he's not tackling the issue he like briefly like puts it in there mm-hmm. for what reason 
He's just trying to make a statement. I mean, but he doesn't. Like, making a statement would be making a statement about it. I think it's like he barely puts mm-hmm. it in there. Like, if you're going to do it, like, do it, do it where, like, there's some talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. don't just be like, okay, well, he gets shot by cops next. Like, mm-hmm. we don't see how it affects the characters emotionally. Like, we don't see. You saw like, it affected. Well, like, the, his, death, Davis, his death in general but, affects them. Yeah. But right. it'd be, I guess it'd but be different. But there's no, like, hatred towards police. Like, there's yeah. no, like, outrage. Right. It's just like, okay, it happened. Well, I almost kind of saw it as like he was just, you know, it was like sprinkling in a lot of a lot of little things in the lives of these of these types of people. Mm -hmm. So, I I mean, I think it would have almost been more interesting for the movie itself if he died. Maybe Liam Neeson was bringing him in on a job or I don't know, Mm -hmm. something happened in his criminal whatever that causes the son to get killed that's what then, i was thinking because that's what happen. i thought was going to happen yeah. and i would have understood there being something between you know because obviously she would have she could have blamed him for that mm-hmm. um and he would have felt a lot, of, a lot of guilt for that more and he still felt guilt for what happened because mm-hmm. he was like the one that made him come home or whatever but you know i was fine with it i think that like i said i think there's a lot of that sprinkling in of things that are going on like yeah. the lady in the, the barber shop but, um, so mm-hmm. did that not feel forced to you like to me it was like you know, obviously you have a Gillian Flynn movie and mm-hmm. you have a Steve McQueen f- movie. And so for me, it's like that's where the bl- you could see the very distinct mm-hmm. blendings that they were trying yeah. to do. It's like almost like Gillian Flynn wrote the script and Steve McQueen came in and was like, OK, but we got to put this, this and this and, and, I think, and insert it in there. And so to me, like, well, that it's also off. based on a miniseries based on a book. So right. Yeah. Knows. It, yeah. I mean, that stuff could have been. You know there. what? I would. I think the more I look at this, I, I see I'm fine with it. But I almost think, to your point, I almost think that it needs to be, like, I was kind of surprised that it was two hours and nine minutes. Yeah. I was expecting it to be over, like, two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, now I feel, I want to see it again, but I feel like if it was two and a half hours or something like The Town, I think it was, like, two and a half hours. Well, his original cut was, like, four hours or something. And he had to yeah, see, I feel like maybe if it was a little longer, then maybe he could have spent more time on these things because I agree with you that part in the barbershop, it was like, what does she have to do? That was a very brief scene. Mm -hmm. And I understand what you're saying too about like the, like I think he saw the movie and was like, well, these are the points that I want to make. So we got to get that in there somehow. And And I feel like if they would have at least expanded it more instead of like, like you didn't even need to see how the sun died, honestly. Mm -hmm. But it's like, to me, it was like Steve McQueen had messages that he wanted to, put in there and get across so bad that he just made him work. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think and that's that where I felt like it I was off. I think that the guilt uh, that that Liam Neeson had was supposed to be a big part of it though. So, I mean, yeah, there's many things he could have done to have caused his son's death, but I you know, and again, I mean, who knows, maybe that's in the original story mm-hmm. and it's something that gets you know, expanded on in the book or whatever, or in the miniseries that came out in England, you know, I don't know. Well, and I, I yeah, I, I do want to see it again because I do want to take a second look at how everything's merging together because I do think, yeah, I, I like the mess, the way he did, and maybe it's just because I love his filmmaking mm-hmm. that I liked how he did those certain scenes. They were great. Um, that I think had a strong impact on me in the theater when I, jumped twice they were very because intense. yeah and His it's like so maybe maybe that's what i'm in love with is more how he did like these the separate scenes but uh, to your point i thought that it was that he was going to be recruited by his own father or whatever mm-hmm. and then that's why viola davis had this kind of like blaming him but to blame him for leaving something in the car and then his son had to drive back and then he gets pulled over and i felt like that doesn't connect as well as mm-hmm. as what you were saying mm-hmm. what you originally thought mm-hmm. like oh because they were just it. such little blurbs you know right. what i mean like they weren't really adding much to like the overall story of yeah. like the heist thing that's where i'm like it was like two different things almost like mm-hmm. the gillian flynn version of the movie and then the steve mcqueen version of the movie here's how you solve that the next steve mcqueen movie this is America. That's what you call it. And then he can put all this stuff <laughs> he in can put all this. and then he can bring it I all together. I think it was just a, I think I kind of just think personally they were sprinkling in a lot of different things going on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the political aspect with Colin Farrell's character, you know, having power in this place that he probably shouldn't have any business having power in. And as well as like, the lives of certain people like uh again i can never remember her name in the movie either but cynthia ervos or whatever like her character 
how she's trying to make a living and not seeing her kid because she's having to work so much. Like, I just think there's a lot of different things that are being kind of touched yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And may, you know, maybe the maybe there's a version of the movie out there that had to get edited down, and that's mm-hmm. why. Because I even why thought it felt like a bit of a mess. Yeah, because I even yeah. thought like I expected more of like John Bernthal, for example, who I really yeah, liked. he was mm-hmm. barely in and it, and he yeah. wasn't in it a whole lot. Um, so I kind of wondered if maybe there was some flashbacks with his character yeah. too that were cut out, or well, yeah, and then there was like the domestic violence aspect of right. it. Yeah. There was just like so many like it's like every major issue. It's like well, we got to get that all in there. Yeah, I'm like, well, deal I don't, with one really well. Well, no, mm-hmm. I, I think. That one didn't bother me as much, I guess, because I feel like it was all with her and her realization that she can take care of herself because she was obviously being abused by her mom, mm-hmm. by her husband, and then the guy that comes in to, that's paying her for sex, you know. Like, I think that was all part of her journey of discovering that she can take care of herself or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but I agree, like, it's just a lot of things yeah. that were kind of... Well, to me, like, that that in itself is a huge issue. Like, mm-hmm. just to, like, kind of sweep over it seems like an injustice to me, I guess, a little bit. That's fair. And, and I'm that, not... Th- that's and I'm, kind of my problem and with also, the other things, too. But I'm... All, I, yeah, it's hard because I have... Uh, I, I'm not the right person to comment on either of the issues because, you know... Yeah. I'm a white man. White, white dude. I'm a white yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. So it's not really fair for me to talk about, like, the domestic abuse aspect or the racial aspects or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... You know, I didn't really have a problem with it, but I agree that I do think that, you know, like the son dying would have been something more interesting to have more impact on the story itself or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. if there was. I and maybe know. that's what Steve McQueen likes to do is he makes he does these scenes that are super powerful and memorable, mm-hmm. but doesn't necessarily drive the film Mm-hmm. in the direction that it might need to go mm-hmm. because i mean now 12 years of slave is different but there are so many scenes in that that were so hard to watch and powerful but i want to that's a movie that i probably won't ever see again just because it was mm-hmm. so hard to watch but i would like to see that again and just see if like because shame is there's some things wrong with shame too mm-hmm. but i love the filmmaking in it and i just wonder if maybe maybe he's just focusing more on these things and visuals and mm-hmm. shocking audiences mm-hmm. rather than trying to kind of, it's kind of like pick your together. message like a right. little bit right i mean and it's fine if you want to have multiple messages but do them all well yeah like i don't i think those messages are all such huge mm-hmm. things that people need to see and be talked about but to just kind of like oh here you go here's a little one of that mm-hmm. here's a little one of that like to me fell off and I almost unsettling the biggest message I think that this movie portrays is um, women. See, I I thought it was more like, okay, I know it's not a female empowerment film entirely, but Mm -hmm. I thought that the overall message was like, this shit's happening. We're not going to take it anymore. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to let people. And we're going to work together. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And Mm -hmm. we can, anything men can do, we can do. I like that they Better, didn't make you know. them victims. And actually, Michelle Rodriguez talks about this in one of her interviews. She says, like, she doesn't, she didn't want to take the character. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to take the role. Um, and I think they auditioned like 99 women for mm-hmm. it. And eventually, like, Steve McQueen was like, please, you know, like, I want you to do this. And she, she said, no, because I look at this woman just like another, you know, poor woman who, Mm-hmm. is kind of a victim and so steve was like no but she's not like you so michelle was talking about how she originally when she read the script saw it as like her mother and like somebody to feel sorry for and mm-hmm. then realized like she that's her own problem like mm-hmm. that's her own thinking of like thinking her mom is a victim instead of somebody who could be strong and like mm-hmm. change her situation mm-hmm. so um i like that all of them you know didn't just settle they kind of, well, they, for yeah. being that role, yeah, but they, like they came up with a plan, and mm-hmm. they're smart enough. Took they the, were totally mm-hmm. capable of doing doing what they needed to do, mm-hmm. and they did. Um, so that was cool. And even like it's interesting how Viola Davis's character, when she's just like bossing them around, and mm-hmm. then when uh, I totally forgot the actress's name, the driver, mm-hmm. and she's like, "You won't speak to me like that," yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. and it's I just have like, a gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just so funny. I mean. Yeah, but I did like like begs the question like, okay, Viola, like confront your dang husband like she. So there's this Mm -hmm. part in the movie Mm -hmm. where Liam Neeson is a lot like alive spoilers. Mm -hmm. Hopefully people know these are spoilers. (laughs) Um, And she finds clues that he is. But then like when faced to the point where like 
she needs to go through a door to f- see what's mm-hmm. in there. She doesn't do it. Like, I'm like, you, you're telling me this woman is strong, but like, she won't go confront him. Well, like, I, which mm-hmm. r- ruins the movie, but I, well, I mean, maybe she wasn't strong enough yet. Yeah. And then what happens later is the moment where she where realizes she, she is. I saw it as more like her not wanting to accept the truth. And she knew if she yeah. opened that door, things were real. Yeah. And so I kind of, I kind of get that. Like, you know, I mean, again, I, it's hard to know without being in the situation, I suppose. But I, I th- that's how I took it was just if she opened that door, it was real. And she mm-hmm. didn't want that yet or didn't yeah. want to accept that it's real. Yeah. It's probably because it's probably way better to accept that your husband's dead than it is to accept oh, that he faked sure. his own death and was cheating right. on you. And, you know, so I kind of liked the moment personally. I thought that was a crazy, like a really intense moment. Mm-hmm. It was a well acted moment. Um, yeah. I am just I told Gretchen, I was like, if this dang dog dies and no, i'm not i was dog. i kept thinking that oh okay the i originally in that scene thought that the guys were there mm-hmm. in that room and then when the dog squealed that they had got the dog and killed the dog and oh. then like she kept taking the dog with her in every scene mm-hmm. and i kept thinking something's gonna happen to the dog then they showed the scene where she drops the dog off at the um the pet, the pet place and, mm-hmm. it, and i can't remember if she came out of the car or if it was just shot from like a van, but I remember thinking that uh, Daniel uh, mm-hmm. Kalu's character is in the van mm-hmm. and he's going to take. Like I kept thinking that the they're going to, and I was like, oh my god, no. See, I thought that when she was staring at the door, I thought the whole crew was alive. Like I thought that was going to be the twist. I thought the mm-hmm. whole crew was alive. You know, uh, and there was a part of me that was like, maybe the whole plan is for her to find where they are, and he wants some. But then I was like, I, don't, I guess that doesn't make sense. But like, well, I have so many you know. questions about just the plot of the movie. Well, that's what general, I was going to say. So. My biggest complaint is not really understanding Liam Neeson's place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, w- I know he had confusion as to whether or not he was a cop, like a dirty cop mm-hmm. this whole time. But like, not even that. Like his friendship with the with Colin Farrell's mm-hmm. character, like the where that background is, and and it, that's why I was thinking maybe that's a conversation something I missed whenever Brian Tyree Henry is talking to Viola Davis. About I don't think situation. so because I was watching it. Okay. There was nothing yeah. like in it that alluded to those right. things because I had so many questions after that thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I just took it as he's from point blank, like that he's very greedy. And he just wants more and more money and can't stop because mm-hmm. and when he was on the boat with Colin Farrell, then he was talking about like, yeah, but I want more. Mm-hmm. And then with Viola Davis, it's like your your ex-wife, mm-hmm. I guess, and or your current wife. <laughs> however you the say wi- that. The widowed. The widowed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Still how alive. It's like, if he's alive. It's like I would think that they clearly had feelings and affection towards each other yeah. and then he just pushes her out of the way because oh, he wants he, more money. He and turned into like, a monster like yeah, out of the blue. And that's why I want to know Which more about that. like maybe the second time around there's something that I missed because that's all I took it as is well, he's just super greedy and He weird. didn't want her to do the job so he was probably angry that he, he was foiled by his own wife in mm-hmm. a sense because he didn't yeah. want her to do the thing and he had been leave, cheating on her because even well and even Carrie Coon's character mentions like you always want more we mm-hmm. should have gone already yeah. so I think that that's definitely what a big his big flaw is or whatever mm-hmm. but uh, it's just not clear it's all very that's, muddy that's the part yeah. and, and I didn't and I didn't even think about it until we started talking about it after most of it but yeah I definitely wasn't clear I guess on Liam Neeson's what it just I guess his backstory mm-hmm. I don't know why I felt like I needed it but yeah. there's it's because they allude to backstory but we don't really know it's hard to accept like okay they just knew each other because mm-hmm. it's very if he's jumpy. a bad guy and I assume he may not have I mean yeah I don't know the movie is very jumpy like I remember watching it and then like all of a sudden there was action and like I was like oh like I said oh in the theater mm-hmm. and I was like and then I remember thinking like oh we're just getting right into it because mm-hmm. like we do it just like boom, you're there. Like, yeah. you don't know what's going on. Nothing's really set up or explained. Mm-hmm. And then I think that hurts it, like, later down the road mm-hmm. by not doing that. Like, in a way, I, I guess I like I like that if, mm-hmm. they, if it was done well mm-hmm. um, because it's kind of nice to not be sitting in a movie and then having every, like, little detail explained right. to you. Yeah. It's definitely one of but those movies where it, it, there's, there's no moment something. where somebody sits down and just lays it. There's no yeah. villain yeah. to this give a monologue plan, or whatever. Like, and I, so I appreciate that you have to figure some things out. And I, I mean, just like we talked about, like, what is his whole deal? Like, he's robbing from the other politician, working mm-hmm. for whatever. Like, I per- I feel like I accepted what that might have been. But I agree that, like... 
I think again, how does he know Colin Farrell? Right, and all because that? they were doing time jumps and jumping back and forth between mm-hmm. um, uh, flashbacks and reality, and mm-hmm. then also a lot of the dialogue was very wordy mm-hmm. and politicians speak that like it was very easy to get lost. Yeah, in that. Mm-hmm. so like I think that works. Like the non-explanation works in like simpler movies, but uh-huh. when you have something that's very plotty like this, like y- you kind of just need. Mm-hmm something to be easy to understand mm-hmm. and that was not the right movie to especially do like the motive yeah. like why why because we have a lot of questions yeah. obviously yeah. i don't which i think motive i guess i was fine with motive like i just assumed he was helping colin trying to help colin farrell win the thing but then why the backstack him right. like just because, later. Or like because a, there's more money there he no could get reason. maybe because mm-hmm. well, he said there was five million in there so my my assumption was that he was trying to steal both politicians money but he was like working for this politician to steal this one's money, but was gonna just do a big, a big heist to steal all of it. Maybe I was but, confused you know. with the, the notebook because he said to Viola Davis, "Why couldn't you just give in the notebook?" Yeah, she was supposed so, to sell it. So she was supposed to sell it to and then, Brian Tyree Henry's character, but to get money for herself. No. Oh, as a payback. As the pay- because think, he owed. Well, I, th- I don't know. I think it was to get her out of danger, right? Like, okay, sell the notebook, then you're. So in he actually yeah. did like want her out. Of, she he just wanted her like safe, but out of the picture and like not. A, like, yeah, yeah, that's what I. Yeah. But what doesn't make sense is like, why did you steal from Brian Tyree Henry, but then like you were going to give him the notebook right. to get that's money from understand. the other guy that you just stole and gave the money to? Like that. That was. So I just thought he was trying to screw, kind of screw, screw both. both. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah, could be. I don't know. None, of it, you, none of it was explained. Let's so. go see this again. That's why <laughs> I think. I think it deserves a rewatch just to kind of agreed. You yeah. know, watch it. Watch it again. That's our review. <laughs> <laughs> First impressions, though, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and maybe I would like once it comes out, we can, we'll get some interviews with Steve McQueen because I would mm-hmm. love to hear his perspective or even or Gillian Flynn's perspective on certain things like the political yeah, issues and stuff. Email because, us. Well, so he did kind of. So there are some articles out there because mm-hmm. I was reading them today about him talking about. He's like, you know, I just I wanted to show what Chicago was. You know, yeah. there's all the violence and what these people are going through. Right. But like again, like. There are so many messages yeah. like and he, and it's very, he talks about that. He talks about wanting that. Sure. But like, I don't think that was a good thing personally for this. Maybe movie. that's just what it is, is that it was all it was like a lot of things that are very and like, yes, that's this is real. And this is all going on, which I very much appreciate being shown like it's I, I, I want it to be more realistic in this kind of movie than, you know than not i don't want it to be like sugar-coated mm-hmm. you know but i mean yeah there's a lot of stuff being put in, yeah i put guess i just there. don't feel like i feel like there's a time and place. Like, if you're gonna talk about the violence of chicago and the problems mm-hmm. they're having do a movie about that like mm-hmm. don't sprinkle it into a heist movie you know yeah like uh, what good is that doing like your message mm-hmm. i don't know it, it didn't seem real to me i guess that's what she she wants another movie I with want, Stephen Queen. Uh, this yeah. is America. Or, you know, I think just pick a pick a message, uh-huh. one or two. Do those really well. Uh-huh. Don't do ten in one right. movie and do them poorly. And then also like it's a heist movie that you're mm-hmm. trying to sell. Mm-hmm. True. It just didn't feel. Yeah, but I kind of I guess I guess personally I kind of like that it's a heist movie that is being able to present certain issues and yeah. stuff you know and it's great that it wasn't like cutesy and like yeah you know, it's yeah. not an ocean's yeah. 11 like there's obviously messages mm-hmm. in there but again pick one message like mm-hmm. pick pick one or two yeah i guess the, that kind of stuff isn't what bothered me as much as like the unclear liam neeson storyline yeah. that bothered me too so. yeah <laughs> i had several issues but i did not like it it's fine yeah i really liked it I think I told the lady as my favorite movie of the year, and really what I meant was it's my favorite movie of like the Oscar season mm-hmm, so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, speak, like, what are you guys looking forward to that's coming out? Because uh, we still got Mary Poppins, a couple months. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Mary Poppins is your like big one. I think so, and I'm and I'm like, well, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm gonna see Aquaman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. expect it to be great, but so I'm like, I'm. I think Creed Two is like the one that yeah, I'm, but I yeah. haven't seen and the first if one. Bill Street could talk. Oh, that that is it. I'm glad you said it. I'm really. I'm really excited for yeah. that one. But also Mary Poppins. Yeah. What's the Lucas Hedges one? Boy Erased. I want to see that. And then the other one. And What's then the, other, the other, one? other one that he's in? Because oh, he's in uh, everything? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. he's Ben's back. Ben is oh, back yeah. with Julia, Julia Roberts. I'm interested. Oh, s- The Destroyer. Okay. That's the other one. That yes, with Nicole oh, Kidman. No, I'm like, just excited Lucas about The Destroyer. Lucas Hedges is in that No, too, sorry. Um, I'm interested to see Beautiful Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that fact that it's getting mixed reviews is kind of throwing me off because I thought that was going to be a huge Oscar one. Mm-hmm. I bet it will be for acting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, Mary Poppins. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. If um, Bill Street could talk is a big one for me. Yeah. And Brian Tyree Henry is in that also. I love him. And he is getting Oscar buzz for his Yay. supporting role. How long have we been talking? An hour. A little over an okay. hour. We're probably good then. We don't need to do Yeah. That. We were going to do this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We, we don't want to bore you guys anymore. So <laughs> just kidding. We know this is compelling and rich. We know you yes. guys love us very much. <laughs> All right. Well, well. Next week is our one year anniversary. <laughs> we're going to do something and not forget. Yeah. <laughs> yep. well, we're going to have a party. I'm really glad that this wasn't our one year. because I know. Like, oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll try to get someone. We're going to do a clip show. Like, remember when we did this and then we do a flashback of a thing. Of a thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Yeah. So go watch. I guess if you were part of the spoilers and you just, that's the end of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's going to be cold this weekend. Go watch some. You're cussing a lot in this one. I'm beeping it out. I know, but there's lots going to be lots of beeps. You know what? Justin said bowl. Yeah, we don't, we don't ever beat that out, though. <laughs> okay, I'll watch my language. No, it's okay. I'm saying you're using all your cussing for this one episode. I know. Should I use it for next episode? Yeah, so save one it. Year? Sprinkle it out. They can't shut us down after a year. <laughs> oh, they can. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we will see you next week. Thank you.